Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Koslowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. All right, Kashan, what's your favorite movie? Oh, this is... This is kind of an embarrassing one to start off with. Uh, my favorite movie is Singing in the Rain, a 1950s musical starring Gene Kelly. That's your favorite movie? Yeah. All right. What did you want me to say? You want um, me to say Citizen Kane? It's Shrek. No, it's Shrek Forever After. It's the fourth in the Shrek installments. All right. Well, today's episode, you would have thought, was ripped straight from the script of Goodfellas. A story so elaborate with scheme and scandal that it has to be made up. But it's not. Today, we cover the story of Robert Vesco, a man who was born into ordinary circumstances that committed extraordinary crime, a crime that surpassed the United States and crossed international waters and plagued the entire Caribbean. Just like pirates. Yes. Who is this man? We'll find out on today's episode of White Collars. Red hands. Wait, is he a pirate? Is that going to be this whole thing? Is this episode secretly about Johnny Depp? Okay, so (laughs) we're now a pop culture podcast. And this is about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. I don't know if you heard the depths of it, but... uh, That's a good one. (laughs) If anyone has ever listened to this podcast before, though, they know that me on a pop culture podcast would be the biggest mistake in the world. Yeah, and I would love to be on a pop culture podcast. Yeah, you know all of it. I I don't know. You just must only watch TMZ. That's what I believe. Uh, I do follow like too much celebrity news on Instagram that I find out. See, there we go. But I also have regular news too. I'm not, uh, I am not a one-sided girl. Oh, I'm a multifaceted a, queen. I know over here is not a one-trick pony. I'm not. I got two tricks. Yeah, I was about to say, she's a couple-trick pony. I am. <laughs> I am. Well, you know who had even more tricks? Robert Vesco. Robert Vesco was born on December 4th, 1935 in Detroit, Michigan. His father was an auto worker who worked on the Chrysler line. His father, well, on the Chrysler assembly line. Sorry. The Chrysler line. Yeah. It's a hotline for people, people who need cars. Yeah. No, he put together the cars. Thank you. Thank you for calling the Chrysler line. Oh, you got a flat tire? Um, it's important to note that his father was an Italian American, and this will be more important later. Because the mob I promise. Actually, no. Oh, you just said Goodfellas, so I just kind of assumed this was going to a mob. Yeah, if if you've watched Goodfellas, have you seen Goodfellas? Yes. Okay, I feel like it follows a similar story arc. Okay. In certain ways, and in, in certain ways, um, it reminds me of it. Okay. A little bit. Okay. But. Wait, is Goodfellas the one uh, where he's like, go get your shine box? It's got Joe Pesci. And then he's, yeah. like, he's like, I'm a clown. Am I a clown to you? Am I yes. funny? Am I funny? Yes. Ha ha, that yes. one? Okay, yes. great. That's that movie. We're on the same page then. It's one of my top fives. Wow. Yeah, I love that movie. Okay. I do. Um, so Vesco grew up in Detroit and went to Cass Technical School where he 
or from what it appears, the, all the things I could find. You know, it was kind of weird in this episode. I was finding a lot of conflicting information, and I kind of had to find, like, the information said the most. Does that the, make sense? The most correct information? Well, but, like, these were actual trusted sources. I was reading the newspapers from back in the day. This is, like, the worst final exam when they're, like, choose the most correct Yeah, answer. that's kind of what I felt like in a lot of this. But from what it appears, he studied engineering. And he did drop out of high school when he was 16. And apparently, when he dropped out of high school, he lied about his age, and he was also able to get a job on an assembly line like his father. You couldn't get a job on an assembly line when you were 16? I wouldn't let a 16-year-old work on an assembly line. How long ago was this? It was a long time ago. I was kind of surprised. Every source said he lied about his age. I feel like this is the time they would let, like, 10-year-olds work in factories where they got their arms ripped off. They did. I don't know. Okay. I know, but he lied about his age. Said he was over the age of 18. They let him on the assembly line. And when he was the mature age of 17, he married Patricia Melzer, who, quote, was his neighborhood sweetheart. Because he didn't graduate high school, so he can't have a high school sweetheart. Right. So they're just making up terms for this dropout. I've never (laughs) heard of a neighborhood sweetheart before. And at the age of 21, he moved to New Jersey to work for a manufacturer of machine tools. So... This is actually, after he moves to New Jersey, this is when Vesco starts to actually become involved on the business end of things. The manufacturing company that he worked for, they um, they went under, and he ended up buying the business. And this this company actually made parts for NASA, so they were, they were a big deal. What kind of tools are they manufacturing? Space screwdrivers? Uh-huh. Yes. Damn. Um, he rebuilt the company and renamed the company Intern- Internal Controls Corporation. All right. And he did a really good job in reviving the company. And by the age of 30, he was a millionaire. Oh, damn. Yeah. All from a high school a high school dropout. Yeah. And it was said that he studied a lot on his own to understand um, business and to understand the business sort of things. And one thing he always said when he was growing up was that, like, I'm going to be rich. And no one really believed him because he dropped out of high school, but he did it. He became rich. That's also because I think we all know someone who was like, I'm going to be rich. And now they have, like, four kids and are decidedly not rich. Well, I mean, I always said I was going to be rich and I'm not rich. Not yet, Nina. Not yet. Not yet. You don't have to because that's the thing is when you have four kids, it's over. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, families any. that listen to this, but like, if you're not rich already and you now have like multiple children, they're taking all your money. Well, unless you exploit them horrifically, like the Kardashians. Yeah. yeah, or like everyone who sent them off to work at factories where they got their arms ripped off. There you go. I think they paid children less too. They were like, well, hey. yeah, they're littler. Yeah, as I said, you're a fourth of a person. You get a fourth of the wage. Yeah. Well, during this time. There was another company that Vesco was able to rescue. It was called Investment Overseas Services, which was located in Switzerland. So, it was said that Vesco was seen as a white knight coming in to save the company because investors were worried about losing their money, and rightfully so. He bought Investment Overseas Services in 1970 for about $5 million and ended up gaining control of about $400 million in funds. Oh, damn. Yeah. So he bought this company when it was going under. And as we know, companies that are failing often don't have the greatest accounting practices. 
So it was noted that since the accounting was so poorly managed and crazy that Vesco was able to plunder the company at his will. He is a pirate. He is a pirate. Arg. Yeah. I'm, that's how I imagine him talking the rest of this. He's like, arg. IOS. I forget what they were called already, but I remember their acronym. <laughs> that's all that you need to remember. Arg. IOS. We're taking your booty. So you better <laughs> give it to us or you'll be walking the plank. Um, so he was putting money in different dummy corporations, which is exactly what it sounds like. Corporations that pose as a front when in all actuality, they're not a real company or a corporation, you know. Basically, he was laundering money through these companies. Fun, fun. Yes. Well, one of these companies, this is just interesting. One of these companies actually had an address in the Netherlands and was associated with the Prince of Netherlands. The Prince of Netherlands? Mm -hmm. They have a figurehead like England does. Huh. Yeah. Actually, a lot of those countries have a figurehead just well, like England does. They're just not famous. They're like C-list no. royalty, so who cares? I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. And if you're just taking all this money, it's obviously going to piss people off. And it was obviously that the company was mismanaging money. And so people ended up complaining and the SEC got involved. In 1972, the SEC charged Fesco with stealing more than $224 million from the company. That's more than half of the assets that he took over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And during this time... Vesco ended up becoming friends with Donald Nixon Jr., who is the nephew of Richard Nixon. Dude. Donald? Yeah. Donald Nixon. Okay, this guy, and you're going to find, we'll see throughout the entire episode, he met everybody important. He knew everybody important. I don't know how he was able to meet all these people. Donald Nixon isn't that important. Well. He's tangentially, re like, related to someone who is important. I, I don't know. I don't know true. what Donald. I don't know what Donald Nixon Jr. did. I don't even know what Donald Nixon Sr. did. But good old tricky Dick Nixon. We did a whole episode on that bitch. We did. And in 1972, Vesco illegally donated $200,000 to Nixon's campaign fund. It was considered illegal because all that money that he was donating was the stolen money from his businesses. And you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to donate stolen money. Show me the law. Well, <laughs> Show me the law. Yeah. yeah. Um, he did this. Um, he donated all this money because it was at this time, this was uh, Nixon's second time becoming president so it's oh, yeah. yeah and so he donated all this money hoping that it would squash the SEC investigation against him but it didn't work and this doesn't happen and he's not cleared of his charges so this is where our story takes an interesting turn. So that's the setup, him buying a company and then looting $200 million of that it. That could have been the whole episode. He sails away on his schooner. That could have been the whole episode. We've barely started. Oh, shit. This is such a fun episode. All right, so this... so. Compose yourself, please. I can't. <laughs> so this is when Vesco, he decides to flee the United States. And he flees before the SEC can actually charge him. And he goes to the Bahamas, but then he ends up going to Costa Rica. I'm terrible at geography. Where's Costa Rica? 
Wait, are you also terrible at geography? It's down there. It's down there? <laughs> I don't know. From like, where? From here? It's like by it, the Bahamas. So it's like in the Caribbean? Yeah. Caribbean? Caribbean? It's like by the Dominican Republic, I think. That's in Central America. No, the Dominican Republic is next to Haiti. I don't know where any of these places are. <laughs> Here, look at it. Oh, uh, wait. It is in Central America. Costa Rica. I'm about to say, I'm pretty sure I only know where the Dominican Republic is because of baseball. This is embarrassing. In case you don't know, too. That is just so bright. It's not going to work. You can't see anything on there. But it's right in between Panama and Nicaragua. Costa Costa Rica. Rica. Oh, okay. But while he's in Costa Rica, he becomes BFFs with Jose. Uh, You know what? There's going to be a lot of names I'm not going to be totally sure how to pronounce, so bear with me. But Jose Figueres, who was the president of Costa Rica, and he actually was the president of Costa Rica three separate times. But he was, and this, his final term was when um, Vesco was there. Is this just what happens when you have money? Like, if you're just rich, you just walk into places, and it happens to be that the president of Costa Rica's there, and you're like, hey... Aren't you the president of Costa Rica and you can sit down and just have a conversation with this person? I don't know how he does this. Like, I honestly don't know how he does this because he meets so many high profile people. In, and we'll talk about it throughout the entire episode. He has always got his fingers in something important or someone important. And like, Ooh, actually, no, that's not that uh, we don't I talk about that. But I said, but I'm sure he did. Um. But he always he has all these friends in high places, and I don't know how he meets them. But is, he's got to be in some weird like Masonic lodge, like P two and fucking oh Michelle some Sindona. sort of Illuminati something. Because I don't know how you're just able to like this eyes wide shut bullshit where you're just able to do things. I about to say yeah, I don't even know how I would find someone like this, except for Rod Blagojevich who jogs in our neighborhood. Well, but that's different. Yeah, you could just like grab him. He's actually very he has small and no frail well, and he has no security around him. And now, granted, this was the seventies and eighties, but yeah, there had to be some security. I mean, JFK had gotten shot by this point. That was uh, known as the birth of security. No one ever had security <laughs> before JFK got shot. That's what I heard. <laughs> Come on, in nineteen forty, you know that like or whenever Dwight D. Eisenhower was president, you really think he had like an army around him? Or Teddy Roosevelt? Teddy Roosevelt was an army. He was. You saw it on Night... No, 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 no. That's the wrong movie. Night at the Museum. Teddy? No, that's Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, I was going to say Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt's not in that one. <laughs> He's not in Nightmare on Elm He's Street. He's not in... That would be... It's an interesting concept, though. We should contact Robert England and see if he's up for it. Yeah, it would be interesting. Okay, <laughs> anyways, back to Vesco. So... Vesco, he meets the president of Costa Rica, right? Well, he ends up giving the country millions of dollars to, like, sweeten the deal to let him stay there. All right? And I put millions because, again, I found varying amounts. Some sources say that he gave $2 million to the to the country. Other sources say he gave $11 million it's to the country. It's a big difference. It's a big fucking difference. Um, but let's just, yeah. Yeah, a, he gave millions un, yeah, of an dollars. an undisclosed amount of millions. In order to stay in a country when he was a fugitive. When Figueres was given flack for harboring a criminal, his response was, I wish more Vescos would come to Costa Rica. We need them. He's like, 
Anyone who gives us millions of dollars can stay. Yeah. Look what Argentina did with the Nazis. We're just taking a white-collar criminal. I mean, listen, and I'm not defending the Argentinians and the Nazis, but when your country is, like, poor, poor, and you need that money, like, I get the appeal. And, like, let's just say it was $11 million. $11 million in the 70s would be about $81 million in today's money. That is crazy. And even today, the purchasing power of the American dollar is much higher in in, in Central America than... It is here. Like, yeah. if you gave the United States government $81 million, it wouldn't, like, meh. Drop in the whatever. bucket. But if you give, I mean, I don't I don't want to totally misspeak, but I feel like it would go a lot farther in Costa Rica even today. I would say, I don't know, like, but yes, they're most Central American countries right. are, like, less. They don't like, have less, a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. But also during this time, Costa Rica passed a law saying that fugitives could stay there so that the United States could not come get Vesco and that he could reside there legally. And this law became referred to as Vesco Law. Just imagine putting onto like your law books like, yeah, fugitives are cool here. We're cool with anyone. Did you murder somebody? Cool. Come to come to Costa Rica, baby. Now Hell fucking yeah. people go there on stupid like white girl vacations. <laughs> My grandparents have been there more than one time. See, if nine now Nina's grandparents can go, and if they were originally were like fugitives, come here. Paul and Carol <laughs> out there committing crime in Costa Rica. I'd like to imagine that they did murder a hooker there together. <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you say that? I'm just saying, like... Don't talk about my grandma and grandpa that way! Oh, I'm sorry. Do you think they listen to the show? No, I know they don't listen to the show, no, but it's then just we're gross. fine! We're fine! I don't want to think about my grandma and grandpa having a threesome with a sex worker. No, they didn't have sex with her. They just murdered her. Oh, I thought you were saying they bought her. Oh, I'm not... I'm not saying anything gross. <laughs> All right. All right. So, you would maybe think that this story would end now. With Vesco living happily ever after, posing as the dairy and cattle farmer that he passed himself off as while he lived in Costa Rica. But um, story doesn't end there. While living in Costa Rica, Vesco also became business partners, partners with President Figueres' son. And so, uh, you know, he always meets these high-profile people. Well, he and President Figueres' son were going to make a factory to produce machine guns. So this did not go over well whatsoever. And in 1978, he was forced to leave Costa Rica and he headed for the Bahamas. What? Yeah. What happened? They were like, you can't make machine guns. And they kicked him out. But he was doing what the president's son like if any, like who's going to tell well, you? Well, no? by that point, Figueres was not president anymore. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, was about to say, I forget I was like, when his term ended, but he was not president in 1978. Oh, and so, so the no new president, make... so the new president was like, uh, no. Hey, we'll let fugitives come here, but you can't start machine gun and factories. Factories, okay? You've taken it too far. Get out of Costa Rica. Well, he got kicked out. And for the next few years, Vesco moves around between the Bahamas and Nicaragua. And it is said that he traveled. This is just fun. I like this. It's just funny. He said it's said that he traveled on a Boeing 707 that and that his plane was complete with a disco ball and sauna. 
And I really feel like the sauna is the last thing you need on an airplane. Yeah, it's like, oh man, you know what I want to do when I'm when I'm up thirty six thousand feet in the air? Sweat. Be sweaty. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. No, I'm actively like trying to. I wish they could still move the AC units on planes to point all of them to me in a, in a row. <laughs> they don't do that. They're fixed now. I'm super upset about it. They look like they can move. They can't. No, they, they can't. stay in one place. They barely cool you down, and I'm so hot in planes. I feel I'm like, hot too. I get swamp ass every time I'm in a plane. Yes, they're they could they could ring out my seat when I'm done. With Ew, it. Kashai. I'm gross today. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't know is, what's going on. We've traded spots. Well, I mean, someone's got to play the role, right? I guess so. <laughs> and also. Do you really need a sauna when you're flying from the Bahamas to Nicaragua? I feel like that's not a very long flight. I we've I've already mentioned I don't know anything about geography. This could be the longest flight in the world or no. Not. It's I, not well, like it's not us flying to New Zealand. Yeah, man. I don't know. You're also like, where's New Zealand? Also, this is the tropics. Like you want you want a sauna? Just open a window. Yeah, right. That's how planes work. I right? don't know. It's stupid. <laughs> but while he was staying in Antigua, which is an island in the Bahamas, um, this is just funny too. Vesco tried to buy an the island of Barbuda and establish it as a sovereign state, but he was unsuccessful. I feel like there's a lot of red tape to that, Robert. Yeah. I, I don't think you can just declare a country. But I think he was like, yeah, I'm going to buy this and live here so that no one can come get me. That's it. That's like people who declare themselves sovereign citizens where they're like, I don't get a driver's license and I don't pay taxes, but I also don't take any money from the government. There's people that think that. They're like, I'm I'm not like a U.S. citizen. I'm a sovereign citizen. I live here, but I'm not. And I'm like, you use our roads. Like, you're not. I've never you heard don't, of this. Yeah. It's, these people are insane. They live here? You, yeah. They, they're like, they live in America, but they're these people that they're like, oh, I'm not an American citizen, though, so the laws don't, don't like, govern and, and me. And they're allowed to do that? Absolutely not. Oh. They're just crazy and stupid. <laughs> But people make that argument, and I'm like, you're dumb. Well, could you argue that the Amish are kind of like that? No. Because they don't pay taxes. You know, the Amish are one of the only groups that we could just mercilessly roast on this podcast, because how would they They'll ever never listen, listen to it? So Ooh, They do make a good fudge, though. The Amish can't give us bad reviews. <laughs> so fuck the Amish. Yeah. Well, you know what? It'd be just our luck that some kid on Rumspringa listens to this. And brings it and back. And then brings he, it back he to He transcribes them. it and then brings <laughs> it back. Stone. Like, look at what they... They could use paper and pencils. I don't know. Some of, them can't, <laughs> some of them can't use zippers. Damn. Yeah, I'm not kidding. They're like, Hezekiah, get that thing out. And he's got to be like, shit. Shit. So, Vesco, he can't buy his sovereign state. He cannot establish an Amish community there and he finally resides in Cuba where he is allowed to live there for humanitarian reasons. Cuba just doesn't like America. They'll take they'll take anyone that's an enemy. No, literally. The enemy of my enemy is my literally. friend. Literally. Um, Fidel Castro was even like, I don't care what he did. He can stay here. What with all these countries being like, yeah, man. We well, don't care. but at that time, I mean, there was so much hostility between Cuba and America that if he wanted... Really? Huh? <laughs> Um, you know, Fidel was like, hell yeah, I'll keep you. You hate America too? America hates you too? Okay, come on over. Let me increase your literacy rate. Because of one person? No, because Fidel Castro, when Fidel Castro was in charge of Cuba, their literacy rate was almost 100%. Everyone could read? Almost everybody could read. Nice. Yeah. They were extremely poor, but they had a super high literacy rate. That's better than America. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know what the literacy rate is now. There but. are more illiterate people in America than people ever think. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a coworker one time who I don't think was considered illiterate, but one time I watched him write something, and he, like, did not write his letters correctly, and, like, the amount of time it took him to write what he was writing, I was like, damn, dude. You're borderline illiterate. Uh, this is really, this is really sad. But at the same time, I can't imagine. I can only imagine him like holding a crayon, like in a fist, like a kid drawing and writing it. And you'd be like, "What's going on?" Some of us hold our pencils wrong. And he's like, "I'm writing my dissertation," and you're like, "Oh, you're just weird." No, <laughs> okay, got all it. Right, all okay, right. got it. Um, but while he lived in Cuba, he actually Vesco actually went by a false identity while he was there. He went by the name Tom Adams. This generic um, white guy name. Yeah, he claimed to be he actually claimed to be a Canadian citizen named Tom Adams. And he he and his family, they were so rich, but they didn't live what was considered to be the lavish lifestyle that most millionaires live. They lived modestly, but compared to how most of the Cubans were living there, they they had it made. Yeah. It was noted that, like, the Vescos were living better than the politicians in Cuba at the time. Damn. But it was still considered modest living in normal standards. Oh. But everybody could read and write. But Vesco just cannot keep himself out of trouble. It's impossible for him to mind his own business. And while he was bouncing around from island to island, he continued to commit crime it's like a drug for him and during this is this story this is where this kind of takes a crazy turn okay another crazy turn this is the oh i'm about to say this is the crazy part no there's more it's it's just like all so crazy so during jimmy carter's administration vesco tried to arrange a meeting with the high ups in carter's administration and offer them to one million dollars um to have a meeting with him and it's said that Vesco tried to set up this meeting to drop his criminal charges and stop the extradition charges against him because there was they were trying to extradite him. Yeah. So he was like, I will Good offer luck, you yeah. one million dollars to do this meeting with me and then like try to have this meeting to get them to drop it. Well, word of this got to Carter and he immediately threw out the, uh, the possibility of this happening and refused to pardon Vesco. But in 1977, the extradite the extradition charges did end up getting dropped. I think they were just like, we're never going to catch him. Yeah. So they just gave up. Yeah. It sounds right. They gave up. Um, but don't worry, there's more. And in 1979, this was actually the crazy part that I was talking about. In 1979. You just keep saying 19, that. Like every know, time it's like, this is, the, this is the crazy it's, part. It's all crazy. Um, in 1979 to 1980, there was a big debacle where Libya was trying to buy cargo planes from the U.S. Oh my! I actually remember this. Like I think we you were there. No, when yes. you were alive in yes. 1979. When I, when I was in your past life. When I was negative, like 18 years old. Uh, yeah, I remember the Libyan cargo plane crisis. No, we talked about it when we talked about. Uh, Everything ties back to Michelle Sundona, bro. They talk Holy about he, shit, it he, does. he knew Gaddafi and like the the Libyan. He was like in with the like the Libyan uh, government, and I think it was like they, we talked about this. I don't remember that, but I believe you. Mm. Of course, I don't remember. But so Libya was trying to buy these cargo planes from the U.S., and the U.S. said that they would not do any sales with Libya because of the terrorist organizations that were going on in the country during the time. They didn't agree with it. They're like, we're not doing business with you. 
Well, it ended up being discovered that Vesco was involved with the Libyan government and promised that he could get him them the planes in exchange for $5 million. Okay, but how? Exactly. <laughs> Just, uh, okay, yeah, but like how? Exactly. How <laughs> it didn't really make sense. Um, from what I was reading and what I understood, nothing actually really came of this scheme. There were some people who did end up getting in trouble because they were like, you, like took some bribes but vesco did not get in trouble for this it all kind of ended up dissolving and nothing really happened but i just don't understand how he meets all these people and gets his hands in all this stuff like libya it's all the way over there that is true maybe he just like all in cuba he was just so bored that he was just calling people he's like hey i think he might have been is this the libyan government (laughs) he's like hey i heard you guys need some planes i have a plane it has a sauna i could get planes you want a disco ball i've got disco balls it's really cool do you guys like do you like disco no disco is 20 years out of fashion at this point oh damn well i i think i'm not gonna be able to get you these planes guys (laughs) Well, that's not all he did. And while he's in Cuba, Vesco actually commits a series of crimes that will eventually land him into trouble. Again. Trouble again. again. In 1985, U.S. Customs officials claim that Vesco was collaborating with Fidel Castro and Nicaragua's government to bring cocaine to the United States. Nope, that was the American government. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Actually, yeah. They did do that. Yes, they, they did do that. They brought drugs into... They did. I, we're, not, we're not getting into That's the conspiracy another, theory, but it, look it up. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. It happened. It's real. Look it, it up. It did. It was part of Nixon's. I know. Yeah. But anyway, um, Besco did definitely have cocaine connections in the Bahamas, and so he definitely had a plug. <laughs> And in 1987, a U.S. attorney claims that Vesco was a co-conspirator in the... Do you know how to say this? Uh, Medellin? Yes. Okay. In the Medellin cartel. Might be Medellin. I don't know. Well, he was part of the... He was a co-conspirator in this cartel, which was run, which was run by Carlos Later, which you go, Carlos Later, that's not a very Hispanic name. Well, he had a Hispanic mom and German dad. I about to say, I was like, that sounds European for yeah, sure. Yeah, later is his father's last name. But he was born in, he was born in whatever. But he was friends with Carlos later who ran this cartel and he was helping him get shipments of cocaine from the Bahamas to Florida. And um, this also was basis for extradition, but he didn't get extradited. Um, but wait, it's... But wait, there's more. There is. It's not over. Wow. Remember when Vesco was formerly involved with Donald Nixon? I do remember The president's nephew? Well, they decided to get back together, and Nixon proposed this idea for this new drug called Trilaxin, or TX, which they claimed was going to boost your immune system. They're like, we're making this new drug. This medication would allegedly cure AIDS, arthritis, cancer, and the common cold. And so when Nixon approached him with this, he was like, hey, yeah, I can help you. And he set Nixon up with Raul Castro, who is Fidel Castro's brother. And the Cuban government allowed them to use their lab facilities and their doctors to conduct trials for this medication. This is highly unethical. Oh, 
Yeah. Just, like if you, what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> also, how did is he just this guy? He, it's like he just says he. I think he believes he can do anything. I think he does. So he just believe said he like can he tries anything. to sell planes to the Libyan government, and then he tries. He's like, yeah, I can get this drug made for the American. Yeah, government. he's like, like, oh, I know. Yeah, we can totally do this. What is going on? I know it's insane. The whole story is insane. I'm like, how how can you do all this in 20 years? This all happened in like 20 years. I. We were alive for this part. I haven't even been able to, like, finish Skyrim in 20 years, man. Like, what's going on? I know, right? Right? Well, while this was happening, Vesco teamed up with former CIA operative Frank Turple, who was, um, he was also rogue. He was a rogue CIA agent. What? Yeah. I, those things, they actually exist outside of, like, movies? <laughs> yeah, Frank Turple was one. And somehow Vesco knows him. Oh, my God. And they team up. And they're like, yeah. So they continue to use contacts to fund this drug. Wow. Unethical is correct. Because on May 31st, 1995. Oh, you weren't born yet. Were you born? Just barely. Just barely born. Three months old. There you go. On May 31st, 1995, when Kashan was only three months old, it was found out that Vesco... And Turple were trying to defraud Nixon and Raul Castro. Those are not good people to do that to. Like, you don't, like, if oh, you're going to yeah, defraud you somebody. Fuck over the Castros. Yeah. Or just like anyone in government because they'll ruin your fucking life. <laughs> well, they did. And the Cuban authorities seized control of the project and arrested Vesco. His new wife, he he and Patricia did end up getting a divorce at some point. She actually went back to America. She can do that. She did. Okay. I don't know what it, I don't have no idea how. Don't know. I have no idea when, but she did. But they arrested Vesco, his new wife Lydia, and Turple when all this happened. And Vesco was sentenced to thirteen years in prison in nineteen ninety six, and was released in two thousand and five. Because of health problems. And this is this is a Cuban prison, right? Oh, yeah. He was in prison in Cuba. I would not want to go to prison in Cuba. No. Mm-mm. Scary. Mm-mm. Scary. <laughs> Guantanamo Bay is there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go there. Which supposedly they shut that down, but I don't They should have shut it down. But I... Why I, do we need I, a prison in Cuba? Oh, it's where we tortured terrorists. Yeah, I know. But why does it need to be in Cuba? So they could get around... The laws around torturing terrorists. I didn't know that. Yeah, but then they were like, this is unethical. We should shut this down. And then they said they shut it down, and it's probably not. They probably, it's probably still doing shit there, honestly. I even, remember even though, that was a big part of Obama's campaign, was you, to shut down Guantanamo Bay. And then I remember this girl, <laughs> this girl I went to high school with, she's like, what? Why would they shut down Guantanamo Bay? I wanted to go on vacation there. And we were like, that's not a vacation resort, dude. Woof. <laughs> Her name like, is Jessica. It's funny. You could actually win an all-expenses-paid vacation of that if you just messaged the CIA that you have a bomb. <laughs> that's it. And it's free. They'll come get you. They will take you oh, to they there. They would have done horrible things to her there. She was, She's a cute girl. All right. They probably would have just sold her to Jeffrey Epstein, actually. What? 
It's probably what would have happened. It's just this got so sad. Oh, yeah, I know. And it was such a lighthearted episode. <laughs> God damn it. I was having so much fun until like, I just... Like, I made one joke about your grandparents murdering a hooker, and now you have to fucking ruin the mood. I did. Oh, man. With your sex slave. With your sex trade. I'm just saying! Anyways, he got out of jail <laughs> in 1990. I'm sorry, in 2005. And after his release in 2005, it was said that Vesco continued to struggle with health problems. Cocaine addiction. Well, he also, actually, you know what's really funny is he ended up, one of the reasons he ended up residing in Cuba was because he got frequent UTIs and they were able to help him and the other countries weren't able to help him. Which is really unlikely for men. Men get UTIs at a way like, like I think he probably, I think he probably, well, either he did have a kidney problem or I think he might've had an untreated STD. Is it sounding? What's that? It's when you stick stuff up your pee hole. That can probably give you UTIs. I don't know for sure, but it seems logically. It sounding? Yeah. I don't super want to get into detail about it, but yeah, that's what it is. You heard it here, folks. Robert Vesco was into sounding. <laughs> sure. He's probably dead by now, right? Yeah. Oh, it's the next thing. Well, he also gained Italian citizenship in 2006, which is interesting. Um renounced his American citizenship and got Italian citizenship. And I think the reason he was able to get Italian citizenship was because his father was an Italian-American. Yeah. A lot of European countries, if you're, like, only one or two generations removed from, like, a citizen, they'll give you citizenship. Yeah. I actually was going to try to get... um, My grandfather is from... My grandfather is German, but he was born in... Yugoslavia. It's not Yugoslavia anymore. It's Croatia now. No, you can't go back to Yugoslavia. You can't go back to Is that Yugoslavia. A real song? You can't. I sang the song on another episode already. It's like you can't go back to Constantinople. You can't go back to Constantinople. I don't remember you can't this. go back to Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul. Well, Istanbul. now it's Croatia. But I was going to try to get German citizenship, but because he was never an actual German citizen, I cannot get German citizenship. But anyways, he got Italian citizenship, but he didn't get to enjoy it very long because Robert Vesco died in November 2007. Um, he did die of lung cancer, is what is said, and he was buried at the Cologne Cemetery in Havana, Cuba. Now, um, it looks like Colon Cemetery. I know, I know. It looks like it's spelled like Colon, but it's it still like Colon Cemetery. It's like, this is what happens when someone destroys that ass. They send him to the Colon Cemetery. What's up, bro? Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, It wasn't publicly released right away that he died. It actually was, like, it was on the DL for a really long time, and, like, it took a while for the U.S. to even find out that he died, which was, I found interesting. But, um... It's it's weird, because you feel like almost everyone in Cuba could just walk by and read the gravestone. Because I hear they're very literate. Well, they didn't tell the Americans. You're right. Yeah. But many people actually did not think that he died. They think that he faked his own death. What? Yes. It is believed that he faked his own death. Frank Turple, remember him? With the drugs? He said that Vasco actually fled to Sierra Leone. Spain. Africa. Fuck. 
<laughs> what the fuck? It's so wrong. I don't it's know. It's so wrong. I don't. I like it's the one thing I I'm love, so you bad. Know what I love. So I bad love that you are so bad at geography because I feel dumb all the time on this podcast, and I found your one thing. You can't know everything, right? You can't, and I love. <laughs> That I know a little bit more about geography than you. It makes me feel so good. I don't know. But apparently, according to Frank Turple, he fled to Sierra Leone. But there are other reports saying that there are pictures of him in the hospital, pictures of him dying of lung cancer. There's also a picture of someone in a casket that looks like him. So we don't know. We don't know. But regardless, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that he is probably dead at this point because he was born in 1935. That means he would be uh, 13. He'd only be 87. You can't run around that much and still be alive, in my opinion. But it's possible. That's all I'm saying. And then, honestly, while I was researching this, I was kind of shocked that there aren't, like, multiple major motion pictures on this man because it is such an interesting story. Yeah. Um. However, and there's not, but however, there is a television show that showcases Robert Vesco as a character. Um, there is an episode on the show The Blacklist. I that, watched a little bit of that. Yeah, it's, I forget what season, but it is episode nine of that season. Um, that there is a character based off of Robert Vesco. They do cover him faking his own death. Um, but from what I was reading, and um, it doesn't, it does look like the story is mostly, mostly fictionalized. Um, I don't know what you can make up that didn't happen because a lot fucking happened in his real life. I don't think you need to make anything up. I like to imagine that there would be an entire scene that takes place in his sauna on his plane. You just want a sex scene in a sauna on a plane. No, man. That's what you want. A sex scene in a sauna sounds awful. I would not want to have sex in a sauna. Sex already makes you sweaty. Saunas make you sweaty. You're going to die of sweaty. (laughs) You wouldn't need lube, I guess. That's disgusting. All the salt can't be good for your pH balance. No, I'm sure you would immediately get a yeast infection. Yeah. Well, luckily for you, Robert Vesco already had a UTI, so I guess it doesn't matter. Anyways, that's the story of Robert Vesco. When our ancestors came to the United States, they hoped for better lives for all of their descendants. Robert Vesco took that dream a little too seriously, and it led him to a life of crime. What started out as regular embezzlement ultimately led to drug smuggling and defrauding the Cuban government. Robert Vesco is a perfect example of, if there's a will, there's a way. And this today's story may now be one of my top favorite episodes. It is. I I liked this story. I thought it was a lot of fun. So that was our episode on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. You heard it Um, here. I don't know if any of what we just said was correct, (laughs) uh, but I'm going to assume it it, it is. Yeah. So next time your friends ask you about it, all of this is correct. Hell yes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We're here every single week for the last eight seasons. 
we've been we've been going at it. Um, if you are one of our devoted listeners, or if you're not a devoted listener and you want to support us, a great free way to support us is by following us on our social medias. We are on Facebook.com slash white collars red hands. We're on Twitter at White Collars Pod. We're at on Instagram at White Collars underscore red hands. We're now on TikTok. We got our first TikTok posted, baby. Yes, and then we'll make it. I'm going to make another one this week. Um, Squidward Squarepants. I I did not even catch that the first couple times that I watched you know, it. It was the first thing someone pointed out to me when they said seen it, and I was like, "What?" They were like, "Hey, I saw that like Instagram post." Um, does not did Nina really say? Well, first they say, "Did she say Bob Wazelski?" And I said, "Yes, I called her out on it. Actually, I told her it's Wazowski, not Wazelski." And it's like, and she also said Squidward Squarepants, and I was like, "That one I didn't notice." And you also said one other thing they pointed out that I can't even remember now, and I was like, "How many things can Nina get wrong in like the span of fifteen seconds?" A lot, <laughs> obviously. No, when I was watching it back, and I was like, "Squidward Squarepants," I was like, "Did I really?" Say Squidward Squarepants? Didn't even notice it in the moment, but I did. Yes, and you I did. know that it's SpongeBob Squarepants, all right? I know. It was just Stop a Freudian the hate slip. Emails. Here's the other thing I work too much, all right? I'm constantly exhausted. Um, I think it's because of how tired I am and the two concussions I've gotten in my life. So. You can only follow us on TikTok. You only bat your brain around so much. What? So you only bat your brain around so much. Yeah, you can't keep hitting it like that. Yeah. There's some things you can keep hitting it like that, but not your head. Okay. Anyways. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I don't remember anything else. Oh, if you... Free ways to support us. We also have a website. If you want to go on there, check it out. Send us a little message. Send us an email at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. You can always suggest an episode. We love fan-submitted episodes. We love taking your suggestions and bringing them to life. It's one of our favorite things to do on this podcast. And there's on freeways. Oh, oh, more freeways. Um, if you want to leave us a review, the great, you know, the more reviews we get, the better. Um, you can review us on Apple Podcasts, and you can also review us on Spotify. We love a five-star review, but we also love an honest review where you can give us good, constructive criticism on how we can improve. Part of the ways we can improve is by not saying people's names wrong. All the fucking time. That's on me. That's on me. Squidward Squidward. Anyways, um, unfree ways to support us would be by buying our merch. Um, our we've got merch <laughs> through T. I don't know what my problem yeah, is. Yeah, we got merch. We have it. merch through T Public, which you can access through our website. You can get T-shirts. You can get mugs. You can get mouse pads. You can get anything you want. Okay. You can buy our merch. It helps support us. Another way you can support us, it's free for you, but not free for um, the people who pay for ads, is by watching our episodes on YouTube. We are on Entertainment Buffet, and you can watch our episodes there, and we get a little bit of kickback um, to keep us going. And I think that's it. Another good free way to support us is just recommend oh, us. Oh, yeah, to word someone. of mouth. If you like what you heard, you know, recommend it to your friend. We'll come. We'll uh, speak the same words into their ears. Uh, if you don't like us, uh, recommend us to your worst enemies, and you can uh, they can come and be horribly bored by listening to our podcast. Yeah. Either works. And uh, I think that's it. I think that is it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on another episode of White Collars Red, Red Hands. Hands.